This week, we have just celebrated Chamisha Asa Bishvat. Now, what does Chamisha Asa Bishvat have to do with us? It doesn't have to do with the trees. And the Rebbe explains us because it says in the Pasuk, Ki ha'adam that a person is compared to a tree in many ways. One of them is, just like a tree gives fruits, a person gives maisim toivim and mitzvahs, good deeds. Exactly. That's why we are to celebrate just like the trees do. In fact, the Rebbe writes in a few places that on Rosh Hashanah Hashem gives the Yidin a bracha just like on Rosh Hashanah. He gives a bracha of a good, sweet year. And the Rebbe also tells us that there are things that we do on Chamisha Asa B'Shvat that remind us of what is our job in Olam Hazeh. Before we eat something, we say a bracha. How do we know that? It's in Shulchan Aruch. How do we know to Davin? How do we know to Ben Shlul Everything the Torah tells us. But in general, if we take a look at the things that we do on Chamisha Sebeshvat, the most of the <clears throat> the main important thing is that we celebrate with the fruits, with the Shiva Saminim, the seven things that Eretz Yisrael is praised for. What are the seven things? Starting with chita usa'ira, wheat and barley. What's the difference between wheat and barley? They're both grain. The difference is wheat is mainly for people, barley mainly for animals. And the Rebbe says this reminds us that we all have two parts in ourselves. The part that's like a person, the yetzataiv, the neshama, and the second part, which is like a behema, the Yitzhar, Nefesh HaBahamas. Yes? Exactly. Nefesh HaLokis is for Chita, reminds us of the Avaida that we do for the Nefesh HaLokis. And the Sa'ira, the barley, reminds us serving Hashem with the Yitzhar. Serving Hashem with the Yitzhar. How can you serve Hashem with something that's bad? Yes? Ah, look at the things that it's doing and try to use it out in a good way. Like Reb Zusha Anapala did, he said he learned how many things from a ganav? Seven things from a ganav, from a thief. How to serve Hashem better. So that's Chita and Saira. Now, whenever we serve Hashem, there's a, such an important part of it. It's like you have the best machine, the best motor, but if you don't plug it in, it's not going to work. When we serve Hashem, 
the most important thing is the simcha. Ivdu es Hashem besimcha. To serve Hashem with simcha. That is hinted by the next thing in the Pasuk. What comes after chita sa'ira? Gefen. Gefen is wine. Wine is misamech alikim va'anashim. It's something that brings simcha. Yayin samach Yayin Right. That's the inyan from simcha. So that's what Gefen reminds us. That when we serve Hashem, we should do it with simcha. Is there any other part of us that's left out yet? Of course. That's te'ena. Who remembers when is the first time in Chumash? Where do we find te'ena? The first time in Chumash. Te'ena. I'll give you a hint. Vayispiru. Alei se'ena. Right. Adem chava sewed for themselves garments, levushim, clothing from a fig tree. So te'ena reminds us of garments. And the Torah teaches us that our neshama also has garments. What is a garment for? In order for us to do what we got to do. When you have to go outside, you put on a coat. A fireman puts on his garments. A baker puts on his. A neshama has three ways to express itself with three garments. Machshava, dibur, maisa. Thought, when the neshama thinks, it's using the levush, the garment, which is called machshava, thought. When it speaks, it's using the levush of dibur. And when it does action, it's using the levush of maisa. Machshava, dibur, maisa. Those are the levushim. So when we say se'ena, the ta'ena, the figs, Achmishas Bishvat reminds us of serving Hashem with our three levushim, Machshav to use it all for Taito Mitzvahs. What goes after ta'ena? Uh, Starts right, Rimain. What does Rimain remind us? The mitzvahs. Yidnar Malaya mitzvahs kerimain. Yidnar packed with mitzvahs, just like a Rimain. A pomegranate is packed with seeds. It reminds us our job is to do mitzvahs in this world, which makes the world ready and holy and purified, ready for the ge'ula. What goes after Rimain? Zayas. Olives. Now, olives really has a, have a bitter taste. But what you get from an olive is something that nothing else can give so good. What does it give out? Oil. Oil. Not... The oil that they used in the base on Mikdash for the Menaira was none other than olive oil. Because that's the best oil. What does that teach us? In the time of Gullus, in this bitter Gullus, compared to Isaiah's, but you should know that now we give out our best Kayach. The Kayach of Mesiris Nefesh and Kabbalah's Oil, that's why it's called oil, Kabbalah's oil, right? That we serve Hashem with our whole heart. And then comes the last thing, number seven, is the vash. Honey, the vash tamarim, that comes from a olive tree, a, a date tree, which is called a tamar, a palm tree. What is the vash? One of the things of the vash, it says, is referring to the 
Pnimius Hatayra. There's a pasuk, Devash Vechalov Tachas Lashoinech. Honey and milk under your tongue. Why is it under the tongue? Because it's Pnimius, it's a hidden parts of Taira. And that's something that, that's hidden. But now, because we're so close to the Geula, we can reveal that part. How long does it take for a palm tree to grow? From planting until it's fully ripe. Close. 70. 70 years. Now, 70 years has to do with Yutshvat. Because we just celebrated Yutshvat 70 years. So that means the dates are ready. And they're giving honey. So from beginning from Yutshvat, we're going to have very sweet honey. Our lives are going to turn into honey sweet. We're going to have only good things and happy things. Time to go to the story now. The story takes us back to the times of the Rebbe Rashab. The Rebbe Rashab had a chassid who lived in a faraway town in Russia. His name was Yeshua Binyamin. The Rebbe Rashab then lived in Lubavitch. This Yeshua Binyamin was very, very poor. He had a house of kids, and he was barely able to take care of his needs. He did it, but with difficulty. Why? He did not have a steady job. He used to do odds and ends, different kind of jobs here and there in the town. One person needed him for this, one for that. A few weeks passed, and he didn't have any jobs to do. And the grocer, who gave him food on credit, that means he writes down, even though he doesn't get the money, he says, I'm writing it down, but you'll pay me. Told him that he can't keep on writing it down. He needs to get paid, because he has to pay the people who deliver the food to the store. The yeshiva complained to Yeshua Binyamin that he's not sending any money, tuition. He has to pay. His kids are learning in yeshiva, and the cheder, they have to pay. He says, I... Yeshiva said, we, we wish we can just take them for free, but the teachers need to get paid. We have to pay for the food and for the rent for the place. We have no choice. We can't take your kids for free. And not long after that, the pirates came and said, where's my rent? You got to pay rent. Do you think Yeshua Binyamin got disappointed or sad? No. He was full of betachen. You never noticed any worries on his face. He was always besimcha. But he knew the more you're besimcha, the sooner you will get help from Hashem. It says in Zohar that if anyone ever wants to open up the gates in Shemayim for brachis, it's only by being besimcha. If Hashem sees you smiling, Hashem is going to smile to you and give you what you need. One day a fire broke out in that town and many houses got damaged badly amongst them was Yeshua Binyamin's house and they had to go to the forest chop down trees and start rebuilding it wasn't easy it was a very very hard work but Yeshua Binyamin never ever complained One day, 
as Yeshua Binyamin was walking home an hour before Shabbos, he noticed on the side of the road something lying there. He picked it up. It was a big, fat wallet. When he opened it up, his eyes lit up. 300 rubles cash, plus a bunch of checks, and even more, there were documents for properties. Whoever has these documents becomes the owner of those properties. Wow, I could be a millionaire if I keep this. But suddenly the Yitzhak said to him, one minute, there's a mitzvah of Aveda. Yitzhak says, but you found it, and this probably belongs to some rich man, and it won't make really a big difference in his life, even if he loses this, because he has, they have so much money. But the Yitzhak says, it doesn't make a difference. Hashavah Saveda is Hashavah Saveda. And Yitzhara starts fighting back. He says, but the rich man is, has a chiyuv to pay, to give tzedakah to the poor, right? And probably he didn't give you enough money for tzedakah, and that's why you're suffering today. So imagine if you take all of this money, you'll be getting tzedakah from the rich man. You're doing a big favor to the rich man, making him do a mitzvah of tzedakah. And meanwhile, you're getting tzedakah. Everyone will be happy. Shubayama thinks to himself, hmm. But suddenly, the Yitzhak jumps in and says, come on, Shubayama, you're not going to fall for that. <laughs> you know, tzedakah is only what you get, not what you take. Taking tzedakah without permission is simply gneva, it's stealing. And when a person steals... The Abishad doesn't let the person keep that money. Hashem takes that money away eventually. And not only takes that money away, it even schleps along some other good money with it. It's not a good idea to steal it. Better do the mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda. Shur was now deciding what to do, but he saw it so close to Shabbos. He says, you know what? Let me hide it away somewhere. And after Shabbos... We'll take care of it. We'll do what we got to do. He came home. He hid it away somewhere. And he got ready for Shabbos, got dressed, and went to shul. And he came to shul. He sees everyone, says, good Shabbos. But just then, he sees Repinchas Leib. Good Shabbos, Repinchas Leib. He's one of the rich men of the town. He was, and he was good friends with him. Good Shabbos, Pinchas Leib. It's Shabbos, Pinchas Leib, you hear me? Will you get away from me? Pinchas Leib, I just want to say good Shabbos to you. Please get out of my way. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I just meant to say good Shabbos to you. Can't you see I'm in a bad mood? Oh, I'm sorry, okay. You're in a bad mood, I can understand, okay. No problem. I'm walking away. And, and, and if you want, I can tell you what Shlema Melch says about a bad mood. If you want. Just get away. Go, 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 Davin. Go somewhere else, and I'll take care of myself. And, and by the way, what did Shlema Melech say? Ah, you do want to know. Okay, I'll tell you. Shlema Melech says, Daiga believe ish yasichana. If a person has something that's bothering him, talk about it. You're in a bad mood for a reason. Talk to someone about it. When you talk about it, 
it's like a medicine for it. It helps you feel better. If a person keeps bad feelings inside, it doesn't get better. It just stays there. It could stay there for years. But if you talk about it, says Shleim HaMalach, it, it goes away. It's like curing it. It's like a medicine for it. Some people even get sick from that, from keeping bad feelings inside. They don't share it with anyone. It's important to share it. You share bad feelings, you tell your parents about it, your Rebbe, or a good friend, or a mashpia, or write a letter to the Rebbe. But it's important to share it. Talk it out. Don't keep it in. So, Pinchas Leib, you want to share with me? Pinchas Leib walked over to the corner with him, and with tears in his eyes, he says, I became penniless. I became penniless. What do you mean, Pinchas Leib? You, you are such a rich man. You have so much real estate, so much property. You don't understand. I lost my wallet with all the documents of all my properties. I'm now the poorest man in town. I have good news for you. What? You're going to find it? I found it. No, you're kidding me. You found it? Yes, I found it. What was in there? Well, there was like 300 rubles, a bunch of checks, and documents of all my properties. I have it. It's in my house. Pinchas jumped up. He hugged him. He kissed him. He says, you saved my life. Thank you so, so much. After they left, they went home after davening. Pinchas Leib cannot wait for Mitzvah Shabbos. He wants to go and get it. And Yeshua Binyamin walked home feeling relieved, feeling so good that he did the right thing, that he decided to do the Mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda. As Mitzvah Shabbos came, Pinchas Leib went to his house and saw the wallet and nothing was missing. It was all there. Pinchas Leib takes out the 300 rubles of cash and says, here, Shobin you need money. Here, take this. He says, for what? You helped me. You did me such a big favor. You returned this to me. Sorry, Pinchas Leib, I'm not taking a penny. You know, for me, 300 rubles, nothing. It's all this, these documents, all the property I have. 300 rubles for you is a lot. For me, it's like, it's much nothing. He says, I'm sorry. I'm not taking any money from you. Not a penny. Hashem gave me this chus to do a mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda. I'm not selling that mitzvah for any money in the world. When Pinchas sleeps, so he can't convince him, so he thanked him very much and he benched him. A few days passed. Yeshua Binyamin suddenly thought to himself, Oi, you know, I'm going around trying to figure out how to, how to get money, and I'm not even doing what I should be doing now. I don't have jobs, but there is a Rebbe, and I can ask the Rebbe for a bracha. The Rebbe wants us to share everything with him, good news and other kind of news too. I want to go to the Rebbe. I want to go to Lubavitch and visit the Rebbe Rashab and share with him what's going on and ask him for a bracha. And next week, We'll continue the story.